Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. If you have been following along with our website, CrackedRackets.com, with any of our platforms uh, in terms of podcasts, you know we have been all in on the NCAA tennis season. That season came to a wrap last weekend with the individual tournaments wrapping up. We are hoping to have a bunch of interviews lined up with the NCAA individual champions, and I'm so happy to be starting off with this one because even in our little pregame talk, I know this is going to be a fun interview. The women's NCAA women's doubles champions from UCLA, Gabby Andrews and Ian like Di- or nope sorry Ian like Diane she explained to farewell Broomfield guys congratulations and welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Thank you Thank for you. having us. So excited to be here. Of course, and Iana, I tried to do that for you, so you'll never have to do it again. So for listeners, <laughs> that is how you pronounce it. Stop asking her. But you know, seriously, congratulations to both of you guys. And even before we get into you know the weeds of how it all happened, I have to ask, just you know, the past week or whatever, what's it been like? Honestly, the support that we've gotten. I mean, before the, even the final, just making it to the final round, it's just been honestly incredible um friends family everyone's just reaching out people that we haven't spoken to and in years are just showing their support um i i think it's it's been unbelievable how about you gabs um yeah i'd have to agree with diane after we won the tournament uh (laughs) my phone hasn't been (laughs) (laughs) it's been blowing up for the past three days i haven't even been able to get like two hours of sleep yet but it's been an awesome experience um i'm very happy with how it ended, ended, yeah. Right. It was amazing, and the support that we've gotten as well. It's been insane. People that I haven't even met, and they've been talked to, and people in my past showing yep. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been amazing. And, you know, I'm a huge nerd, so you guys may not have done this, uh, but did you watch the replay? Have you seen any of it? Because, you know, pretty cool moment. Have we seen the replay? I think well, I watched it like 40 think, times. Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> Everyone keeps talking to me about how I reacted after but I don't even remember doing that. I really don't. I don't remember banging the ground with my hands like that, like a lunatic. Like, I don't remember that at all. But, I mean, the emotions took over, so what can I say? Oh, it's such an incredible moment. I mean, it's something, obviously, you kind of black out in those moments, right? It's you're just, right. It's oh, just yeah, a sure. rush of emotions, and that's got to be so fun. And for you guys to do that as two seniors, that had to be even, you know, you can't write a better ending to a college career. Definitely. I mean, Gabby and I, every time uh, before we went to bed, we would talk about it and we were just saying to each other, this is, this could be the last one. And then the next day, this could be the last one, you know? <laughs> and it was literally just leaving everything that we had out there because we literally will not ever play another college match. Yeah. And I think in the quarters and semis, after we won the match, I even started getting emotional after every match we won. I started crying because yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm never going to play with you know, I am like, well, obviously we're going to play again, but as like in a team setting like this, I won't be able to play for my school with her. And I didn't know if that was going to be our last match together. So it was a very emotional time for me in the quarters and semis. Um, but yeah, in the finals as well, too, I started crying because I knew that was officially the end. Right. But uh, it was amazing. But there had right. to have been one of those nights in the hotel room where you're like, but do we really need to play another tiebreaker? Like, seriously, like that's like the <laughs> sixth one. How many tiebreakers did we play? Three? Uh, well, I guess third sets, you guys played three third sets, but there was also the match that was six and six, right? So it's like, well, yeah. you know, break points at, you know, that deuce point there. You know what's funny, though? I like tiebreakers. <laughs> yeah. I think that we thrive in the tiebreakers. Before we play the tiebreakers, we look at each other and we're, we're like, like, let's you know, go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh. It's just the, the, the 
the the moment, just being in that moment, just knowing it's all going to come down to the, that those few points. It's just, I don't know, it's exhilarating. I love it. And I think that, it, like, Ian and I, we have a strong mental game as well. And I think we take that as a really, like, a challenge for us. Yeah. And we just love accepting that challenge and just yeah. doing it. And I think we thrive. Like you it's said fun before. for me. Yeah. yeah. It's very, it's very, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I, I... That was a great answer. I don't know what else to say. I agree. The, the finish line is in sight, and you're like, yeah, let, let's go. It's go time. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, and to you know, kind of reminisce a little bit because isn't that the best part at the end of all this? Looking back at your run, even before we get into the individual results, for you guys to uh, end your season, as you mentioned, your college career in the team atmosphere, the way you guys did, uh, you know, obviously you lose in that, uh, I believe it was a quarterfinal match to North Carolina. You're in Orlando at that point. Uh, are you still, you know, did you guys stay the full week? And just what does that week of training look like for the two of you? So we came, since, I mean, we're, we're playing in California, so it's obviously um, very different weather. So our coaches definitely want us to, wanted us to go to Orlando early and get adjusted and also the time changed. So I think we played on a Friday but we got there on a Monday. Monday. And we um, hit that Monday as we well. We hit that, that Monday, yeah. Um, we practiced every single day, sometimes twice a day, um, trying to get adjusted to the heat, trying to get adjusted to the love bugs, which were <laughs> brutal. I'm not going to lie. Those were brutal. I think the love bugs were worse than the heat. No, like I said, I think they could have knocked it up like 20 degrees higher. And I would not have, have complained. <laughs> no, yeah. So that was definitely something to get adjusted to. But, yeah, you know, obviously it wasn't the result that we wanted losing to UNC in the Elite Eight. But, um it was it was a great it was a long season but it was a great season it had it, its ups and downs but i mean our 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 team is so close all of the girls on our team have such a great chemistry and such a great relationship now and i think that because of the ups and downs from the season um it created so many good bonds um i think yeah what do you think abs um i think it went pretty well i think everyone fought that match you know we didn't just hand the match over to them they played exceptionally well um, I'm really proud of everyone on the team for fighting and playing the way they did. And, you know, like Ian said, obviously not the result that we wanted, but um, I think we all felt pretty accomplished at the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah. I want you to know that I will. My goal at the end of this podcast is the to earn the right to call you Gabs. I call my doubles partner. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I just I love it. I call my doubles partner Maxie. It slips out all the time when we do podcasts. Uh, to be, I mean, you can just I, I can hear it in the way you guys are giving your answers that clearly that bond was there. And you talk about it being such a tough end to the team season, even, you know, at that point for a lot of players, uh, particularly for you, I am because, uh, you know, not being an American, that wild card up in the air for you in terms of even winning the individuals. How do you guys come back together and kind of compose yourselves, get ready for the mental jump that is the individual tournament um obviously you know losing the team it's it's playing for a team is something very different um than playing for yourself and losing as a team hurts it really really hurts I mean I cried after we lost I mean I cry usually after anytime I lose but (laughs) that one no you and me both yeah (laughs) but that one except especially um I think Gabby and I, it took us maybe about a few days days. to get over that, Um, especially seeing the other teams advancing. Um, I think think bouncing back was tough for us because we are very competitive um, athletes and we we did see 
the potential to go further than what we did. Um, but you know, we had a lot of people around. I know my family was there. Um, they were always, they were always encouraging us to keep moving forward. Like, and even our teammates' parents stayed and tried to watch us for the individual. Yeah. Which was really nice. Well, so everyone was encouraging us to, you know, let that be the in the past and just focus on the individual. Um, and I mean, just just playing for the school. Just even though it's not team, you're still playing for the four letters on our chest. So. It was still, our coaches were there. A bunch of our teammates were still there in the individual tournament. Jada Hart and Alicia Bolton were in singles and doubles. So it didn't really feel like our team wasn't there. We still felt that kind of team experience or team environment. Um, so I guess that helped with the transition a bit. I guess. Yeah, and even when our team went back home, we still felt the love and support from them. Like we said, like the camaraderie and the relationships that we have with the team were very close-knit. Um, so even when we were on our own and playing in an individual, we didn't, have a let up of the support from the team and so that was really nice yeah and I think especially on the court with Gabby and I even though we were playing kind of like an individual tournament we still kind of treated it as a dual match I mean we yeah. were still intense <laughs> every, match every point was come on and guns and blazing guns blazing <laughs> you know you would think there were 10 people on the court with the amount of the loud the loudness that yeah, we brought yeah. like a college match, it did like a it did so I mean we it's it's funny you say that because a lot of and take it with a grain of salt because tennis Twitter is not the best always of the community but you talk about there's a lot of talk is Orlando a good place to have the NCAA tournament because it's not a you know there's no host school and generally if a host school is there they're going to bring out a big crowd there's more people staying for the individual event did you guys feel there's anything lost in Orlando what do you think of you know you mentioned the love bugs obviously no love there but just <laughs> in general yeah sorry for the pun it was too easy um but just you know what do you think of Orlando as a host um i thought it was great um the facilities were really nice um there's a lot of space you weren't confined to a specific i think i think we're also very lucky that there was no rain because i'm not sure if they had any indoor courts um but we were very lucky with the weather and and i think it was a great location i think it was a beautiful facility yeah, yeah like like what i said it was very spacious it was nice um they had a pretty decent sized crowd i thought yeah i mean I guess UCF plays there during the year. That's right. Um, but I don't UCF. They I don't know if they were in the Elite Eight, so that didn't really affect anything. Um, it's not as if their fans came out, but a lot of Flor Floridian fans came out for like University of Florida, for FSU, for those teams. But I think it was a great atmosphere. I liked it especially because they televised it as well. I don't yes, know how many yes, schools yes. they would you know televise the matches, and they had it on Tennis Channel and like my family back at home, they were watching it as well. So I thought that was a great addition. Um, I like the location. I wouldn't mind you having, know, it, having again. it again. Yeah, there's a lot of food around there. Good, <laughs> good lodging. It was great. That Panera right by there is a lifesaver. Oh no, but I'm, oh, sure, I'm sure when you go up to the U, you know, because I've been to the campus and you have the big, you know, pavilion or whatever. When you walk in, that's what they want is the USTA National Campus. Very spacious. That's just the mm -hmm, perfect, yeah. you know, sales line. I, I mean, there's a hundred courts. It's its own. Yeah. It is a monster, and yeah, I, obviously you mentioned the TV part. That was great for me, uh, getting to watch those matches on Tennis Channel, and uh, you talked about playing Florida. It's a perfect way to transition into your tournament because in your first match, you guys match up uh, with a Florida team. Was it kind of an away, you know, away team vibe? Um, I wouldn't say that it was an away team vibe because I had a lot of support there. I know a lot of my family was theirs, and my family's just like me. They're pretty... <laughs> pretty into the matches so <laughs> my mom is there cheering loudly and 
you know, we just have, a, we had a lot of people there for us and especially Gabby and I, we bring our own energy, I think. Yeah. Uh, we bring our energy to each other. So I don't, I don't think it really affected us. No, I don't think so either. And like you said, there's like the only school that trains there is UCF. We think we played Florida. A couple of people were there. there. A couple people were there, but I don't think it was any. I mean, I love it. I I love it. Yeah, I love I it. the college. I think I think it was an even playing field. Yeah, for yeah. all of the teams, really, because we we don't train there usually except UCF. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was great. Honestly, I love when people come out, whether they're for us or against us. It's just creating that competitive atmosphere it just i think it brings out the best in people so i i enjoyed it and I, I think we were talking about we loved how um one of the broadcasts i forgot his name but the, the pr guy he would announce <laughs> all the matches like in 30 minutes or an hour you will be seeing the best, the best. <laughs> the matinee right the show court <laughs> and he was announcing it like a boxing match and we were like Woo, this is it this is the big leagues you know it was great it felt important Huh. Yeah, it was awesome. I love that. I'm we glad. Die every time. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, if that's an endorsement, all right, let's bring it back to Orlando. <laughs> um, w- one other thing, uh, you mentioned it uh, in one of your answers, but having another team in Elisa Bolton and Jada Hart, who not only made the individual doubles tournament, but you know they were top ten during the season. You guys shuffled between one and two doubles. Uh, what's it like? You know, getting to it just how helpful is it when you get to compete week in week out with another doubles team like that who competes at such a high level i would say that it's inspiring because even just practicing i mean not it's not every team that has two top 10 teams on the on the same with i mean that can practice with each other i mean we're practicing with some of the elite um in the ncaa um rankings so i mean just practicing with them traveling with them they know they know what we're feeling they know um they know the same transition that we are gonna have between the team event and the individual event so even just being able to talk to them about the different nerves, the different expectations, um, and then just sharing our thoughts with each other and bouncing ideas off of each other while we play, while we practiced, while we ate dinner. It was just, it's a good atmosphere to be in. It's, it's really nice being among the best. Yeah, and like you said, we shuffled from one and two sometimes, and they've played the same opponents that we've played, so it was nice to have them there to Definitely. tell them, you know, like, or to tell us how some teams play and what to do there and they were actually coaching us in what and probably three out of the five matches that we played so it was really good uh that we had them there and yeah, i'm really fortunate they could have went back home but yeah. you know they stayed for us and i'm really thankful for them yeah definitely got some insight on some of the other teams and that was really helpful for us this is not meant to be a gotcha question but who wins more during the season when you're playing practice sets i know it gets heated i agree it's got to be so helpful Okay, well, you know what? I think our coach, Stella, I think she does this very specifically. <laughs> but she'll always, for some reason, say everyone plays one game. Right. So we play four games total, and we always split two all. And there's never a tie break. There's never anything else. It's just she says, here's three balls. Go play a service game each. And we all <laughs> hold, everyone holds their own game, and we just shake hands, and we walk off the court, and that's that. <laughs> And it's very specific because sometimes it goes to dues. And you know you're not supposed to lose that game. So you have to go and do the most to get your service game. But, I mean, just it's, it's, a, it's great. It's great to be able to compete with the best uh, on a day-to-day basis. And I think it also helps our other teams, like our three team and some of the other um, doubles players that maybe didn't make the starting lineup but are still great doubles players. It helps them to see how, how the, the better teams are and, and – just to practice with them themselves and it makes everyone on the team better. So I think it's great. 
and we, I think obviously your guys' success uh, speaks to the fact that you know, your coach knows what she's doing. She's obviously implemented a system that works. And I guess, can you sort of speak to that? Why is it that you guys were able to have so much success? You go 26-8 and eight on the year, obviously have this sort of run. You've played together for about a year and a half. Is there just, you know, by now, it's you guys know the playbook. You know what you have to do to execute. And if so, you know, what does that execution look like? I think that goes just beyond the tennis court as well. I mean, we're great friends off the court, so I think that helps. Um, we hang out with each other, like, every day, honestly. Even when we're not playing tennis, whatever, we have, like, a day off, we're still together. Um, so I think that definitely helps. Because if you're with someone that you honestly don't know or don't have a connection with, you're obviously not going to play as well. You're not going to be comfortable playing with mm-hmm. them. Um, so I think that helps. I also yeah. think that it's – the fact that we can be honest with each other because um, I feel like well Well, that's the thing it's just sometimes when you're playing with someone you're walking on eggshells you know but with Gab you don't want to hurt their their feelings feelings, you don't want to throw them off but Gabs and I were very close so sometimes I mean sometimes we're on the court fighting with each other I mean if you come to (laughs) it's true if you come to some UCLA practices we're going at it we're really just going at it we're questioning each other's calls and we're we're just fighting and and Stella sometimes just has to break it up but you know we're just so competitive with each other and we know at the end of the day we have each other's backs so right. whether or not we say something that might not be the nicest thing to one another still we know it's coming from a good place and um yeah so I mean I think that's what helps us the most we're just very open and confident with each other and we know at the end of the day we love each other and we're going to do it whatever we can to help the other ch- person um succeed yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, I, I, again, I've done this interview now, what we're at the 20 ish minute mark and I can tell that you two are obviously close and how important that is to a good uh, doubles partnership. Now, looking at your individual results in that semifinals, you guys get a rematch with a USC team that you had lost to earlier in the season. You know, whenever you talk to USC UCLA fan, you know that rivalry is real and just as much so as in any sport as it is in tennis because of the success both programs have had. Uh, was that one, uh, you know, a little bit extra sweet for you guys? You know, when I so we both, Gabby and I both transferred here, and I know every school. I used to go to Clemson, and our rival was SC. Um, US, it was in SC, but it was South Carolina. So when we traveled, transferred here, we realized that the, there was a huge rivalry between the Bruins and the Trojans. Um, we heard the history. We heard all the different <laughs> stories with the different sports. And we just knew that that was like a true rivalry. So, I mean, at, um, in the in our season, I think we lost to them in the regular yeah, okay. season. And I think that one really hurt. <laughs> uh, that one hurt. That one hurt. Not going to lie. Yeah. Oh, that that one burned. So after that, I think everyone on our team knew as 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 soon as we were going to play a Trojan, it was it was game on. Whether it was team, whether it was individual, any time that the Bruins went up against the Trojans, it was going to be it was going to be a dogfight. So I knew Gabby and I were ready. Um, we were ready to take them on, and we weren't going to stop until we came off that court with a win. Yeah, 100% I agree. Yeah. And obviously you guys were able to do that. One of your few straight set wins without a tiebreaker, you guys get that 4-4. Four four. <laughs> Thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and that set up uh, an NCAA final. And even before we talk about that match, I, I do want to know, because it's just such a rare experience, what's that night before like? Are there jitters? 
uh, there's a lot of superstitions. Yeah. <laughs> Superstitiousness. <laughs> Let me Let's tell you, that. we went to Crackle Barrel every single morning <laughs> with our one coach. We went with this. We went with Rance Brown, our assistant coach, every single morning, we and we'd sit in, in the, the same, same place. Table. We'd order the same food, and I think Rance ordered pancakes on the first day and i don't know about you i don't think you can eat pancakes every single day <laughs> but he, he stuck it out he really stuck it out and he ordered us too. yes and he tried to park in the same parking spot yeah. every single morning um but the night before we had a nightly routine let's see what was it um you i have... don't know i well what did i do I you talked to the same over. person oh i talked to the same person every night On before FaceTime. i went to sleep yes yeah I had to call a specific person at a specific time. We watched, a, we watched, we watched South Park. We, we activated <laughs> our room key. We had to every time. And I've never every day we had to reactivate the room key. And even we, though our room key worked. Yes. And we watched South Park for one episode. And we've never even watched South Park in our <laughs> whole entire life. And it just so happened that it was on the one night before we won our first round. So we said, okay, one episode of South Park, whether we liked it or not, whether we thought it was funny or not, we just had to sit through it and watch it. <laughs> I don't know much as much as nerves. It's, it's just like we 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 were just so superstitious. We just it had to be it was done. Kind of crazy. And I remember <laughs> we. I know the only time I ever got, I got nervous was the day before the day of the match. The final. The day of the oh, final when we gosh. went to Crackle Barrel and our parking spot wasn't there, <laughs> and we had to park and in we, the back of Crackle Barrel. And Gabby and I looked at each other and we said, "Oh no." <laughs> Head coach. And Stella came to breakfast, and we were very upset that she came <laughs> because she was throwing off the superstitious vibes. <laughs> and it's kind of nuts, but I mean. And then I did my hair differently on the final. Yeah, Gabby's well. hair was not cooperating, so she had to wear it in a bun instead of straight. It was just, I don't know. We had to really overcome those obstacles because they were really weighing on our mental. <laughs> no, that's that's amazing. I like I like every part of it. That was a great story. I mean. Yeah, if it's working, keep doing it. I completely yeah, agree. Right. And then, you know, you look at that final, you guys race out to a wonderful start. You go up 5-1. Mm. And then the, those parking spot <laughs> worries, yeah, they, the parking spot worries creep back into your mind. You lose, <laughs> you know, six straight games, obviously drop that first set. And yet, it, you know, you got, despite, you know, you mentioned how much emotion you guys both play with, but you came out calm, collected. There's four breaks of serve, I think, in the second set. And, you know, another tie break win, 8 6 for you guys. Just what's that emotional, you know, roller coaster like? You know, we were so pumped up at the beginning of the match. We were ready to go. We were returning well. We were serving well. We were moving a lot of the net. And I think once we got up, I think we got a little bit passive i would say or yeah tentative. a little bit too comfortable because we can't with that team especially brianne Meyer and kate Bay, they will come back at any moment and they're fighters and they're tough as nails they were very very they could very... just slip back into the match mm-hmm. which they did and um, kudos to them because even down five one they, they came out firing right so kudos to them for that and i just think it took us a while to raise our level to match theirs and raise our intensity to match theirs um and then once we did that i mean in the second set, no one could hold their serves. So I think I think we need to start. I don't know. I think we should go get a basket and start working on that. Because I don't know if that should really happen. Um, but you know, it's one thing to lose your serve, but it's also you have to consolidate and, and hold, which no one was able to do. So I don't think we were feeling too much stress because we knew that we were able to maybe come back and break them again. Um, so I think that was another factor that kept us kind of going. But honestly, I feel like in the 
deep, deep, in, deep in the draw, um, <laughs> anything happen. It's literally a couple points here, a couple points there. Who's going to execute on the tight points? And you know, it's it's coin coin flip. And I'm just glad that we came out on top for these couple matches. Well, you talk about it being a coin flip. I mean, six six in the second set tiebreak, nine nine in the third set super breaker. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. literally as close as it gets. And I mean, this is kind of a big picture question, but this is where my mind's going. Just all of those no ad points you play all of the year, you know, that college format gets a lot of mm-hmm. slack because it's not the same as the pro tour, but how well does that prepare you for those moments? Because on the pro tour, you know, third set tiebreakers and doubles are a thing. Mm. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, in, in my college career, I think I've lost a match six Oh six one with like all these juice points. And I think I've won matches like six, one, six, one getting all these juice points. So, I think honestly, it's just hit or miss on the day, and you can't. I mean, it, but it does prepare us for the pros. If we could get through a tight deuce point, one point, and that's it, yeah. life or death, then I mean, we're, we have some. We're definitely mentally strong. I think for doubles, that. doubles and singles, it would be different because for singles, if transitioning from college to pros, I think it'd be a bit tougher because mm. you're just used to fin. It's deuce. You know whether you win it or lo- win or lose that point, it's over. But when you're playing pros and singles, games could go on for 15 minutes, and you'd have to find a way to close it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but with doubles, I guess it's different. So it definitely does prepare us for the pros, um, and especially with those third set tie breaks. I think Gabby and I are <laughs> pretty well versed in those. So I think um, we'll be pretty confident if it ever gets to that point. Yeah, and as bittersweet as it was for me as a U of M alum to watch you beat my Wolverines in the oh, finals. No, no, no I, I, I kept the bias out, I think, pretty well through the first 25 minutes, but now I'm going to be brutally honest. Like, <laughs> you guys, like, are you guys serious? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, it was a great match, but we talked at the beginning just about your reaction, but just that moment, the match point, what's going through your head as, as you know, you, you're stepping up to the line and just in throughout the point, you're like, oh, you know, we can do this. I think I remember saying to Gabby before the point, I said, Gabby. Was this before the tiebreaker? No, this is before match point. Oh, I said, Gabby, oh, I am going to so serve funny. the ball here. You are crossing, and we are finishing this now. <laughs> right, because <laughs> I think during the tiebreaker, if you zoomed in our faces, we were laughing because we were like, look, we cannot be in the ground. We cannot be in the back. So someone has to coach. <laughs> I said, you know what? If Kate Fahey goes down my line, she goes down my line, but I am going. I, I hit maybe like a 20-mile-an-hour serve. I said, I'm I putting said, the serve in. You know what? I'm still going to go after it because <laughs> – we're both really tight, and if you look at my volley closely, I think I hit the volley with a forehand grip. <laughs> I swatted it down like a fly swatter, and I was so nervous. <laughs> you know, uh, it worked out. It worked out. It worked out. We wouldn't have done it any other way. Yep. I know. And then you made perfect contact, as you mentioned, with the court. You know, two slaps, well done. You guys are (laughs) celebrating, and you're going through that. Um, I guess this is Zoom Out, and I think we're interviewing them tomorrow, so I'll ask them the same question. That much more sweet that, you know, you have Cressy and Smith as well sweeping the double Mm -hmm. titles for UCLA? Oh, my gosh. You know, we were playing – there was only one court between us so we could see what everything that was going on um and we saw them win and just the emotion that they had it was we 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 really gabby and i looked at each other after and we said we got to do this because it 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 is really really incredible i think it's hasn't happened since 
was it 31 years yeah that two teams won it and it's just it's incredible being a part of history like that and um after they after they won their match all of their fans also came over to our court and just created this intense and just this atmosphere that was i will never get that type of atmosphere again it was intimate it was emotional it was it was unbelievable everyone just cheering for everyone picked a side cheered for their own specific team and it was it was college tennis it was you want you like look up college tennis in a dictionary that's what it was and i remember i remember when i looked over and i saw them win i think we were down we were down at at the same time and i was looking at them and i was like for a second i was like wow must be nice like like, i wish that could be us and i was like wait hold on we could do this yeah we're definitely gonna have the same celebration and we're gonna be winning as well so um yeah it was i think it just added that little fire in us mm-hmm. to when it just we just wanted it that badly. That much more. Yeah. So yeah, it was awesome for them. I'm so happy for them too. They played so well. And uh what are you saying? We try to emulate yeah. the way they played. They <laughs> played so confident and freely and then and the holding serves. serves. The serves. I think that's what we have to learn. But I mean also it helps that they're like six six, but <laughs> <laughs> if I could just get maybe five or ten miles per hour on my serve i would be a happy camper let me tell you i mean my counter to you is yeah all crusty does is serve and volley so like eh, yeah eh, yeah that's his thing um (laughs) but yeah i mean (laughs) who who won the celebration you guys or them i don't know those okay they went down at the same time that was actually pretty nice (laughs) i think it's a tie i think i cried so ugly though you see how i was crying and we were jumping awkwardly yeah, it wasn't. It, it was, was very it wasn't synchronized. No, what was that? it was just. And then you pushed cluster. me to the ground. Yeah, it was, and it was really kind it of gross. Just, yeah, I don't know. Honest. The pictures was, were not mm-mm. aesthetically pleasing to the eye. I don't know. Well, yeah. I'll give it to them. Since yeah, we're doing, if we're doing a breakdown, I don't know. I think Cressy falls, and then Keegan sees he's falling. He's like, "Oh, I should probably fall." So there's like <laughs> that little half second delay. Definitely, you know, <laughs> as the Russian judge, you get a minus five on that. So it's definitely in my scoring. Uh, it's. I didn't think. I mean, okay. We'll be honest. The awkward jump is real. You're right. There was a little awkward <laughs> yeah, jumping. But but it was it was it was beautiful. I, you know, both of them are awesome. All of those moments are so special, and it's so fun yeah. to get to see those. And I know I asked you guys earlier um, about that championship run. You know what it's been like since that moment, and I'm sure you barely have had any time to reflect. But I mean, when you look back at your college careers, just in general, I, I mean, is that always going to be the thing you'll turn to now because it's just it's that much sweeter? Yeah, definitely. Um. I mean, just the whole exp- the whole experience is just we. It's been surreal. It's been so so surreal, and I don't think it's hit us yet. I think it will maybe hit us when we're with our teammates and we're all together and we celebrate as a as a family, um, as a UCLA family. I know I've seen. I saw. I mean, I had lunch with Max today, and he was just telling me how how much um, how many how many people have reached out to him and expressed how proud they were of him and. I mean, it's it's more than it's more than tennis. It's it's just it's for the school, you know. It's for the program. I'm just so glad I could be be a part of this. And I mean, just having our name on the wall, with, we, our name is on the wall with our Stella. coach. Like <laughs> that's pretty Sampras. cool. I mean, it's Stella Sampras, and just to be a part of that and know that our name will be there forever, and we help the program and we help bring um, 
awareness to the program. I just think it's incredible. And the question up in the air is like, you know, are we going to be able to play in the U.S. Open or not? And that dream's kind of just been yeah, it's kind of lingering. So it's kind of so that's kind of been exciting, I think, for us, just like just figuring trying to figure out if how to make that work, right? Yeah, if we're going to even have that opportunity, it would be absolutely amazing if that if would that actually happen, come to fruition. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's been an incredible weekend week. And uh, yeah. definitely won't forget it. Right. No, and for the record, we at Cracked Rackets are very much a fan of just giving the wild card to whoever the college tennis individual winners are. Why wouldn't you? The USTA is so locked in now, it feels, on promoting college sports. It feels like they would have a reason <laughs> right. to promote the college champions. Right. I, I mean, we all, we all, I can't think of one NCAA team that doesn't have at least one international player on it, you know? Um, I, I, I really, mean, I think... I think like a team like even Texas, I don't even know if they have any American players on that team. You know, it's yeah. full of international and just everyone was competing in that draw. Everyone had an equal chance to, you know, win. And I think that the U S open wildcard is such a huge initiative for people and for it to go to specific people and not to others. I just think not that it's, it's not fair. I understand why it's like that. I just think that it's a huge incentive for everybody. And I think it should be, accessible to everyone as well um yeah i, I think i think and even for doubles too if one american i feel like yeah as, as long as well, at least one american is on the team i think I it think should go without valid. saying yeah right. so i completely agree with you and this is a stupid question gabby but look you've got some junior slams under your belt as well rank it with the ncaa titles just real quick australia u.s ncaa <laughs> title <laughs> okay, NCAA title for sure. I'm sorry, Taylor, but um, <laughs> um, I'd have to go with Australian. No, oh, they're both equally amazing. Probably U.S. Open since that was my first. Was it my first? Then I'm not sure. But if I had to rank it, NCAA's will get that top spot for sure, and then U.S. Open Australian. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a special one. I agree. So cool to see. And, uh, you know, as cool as that NCAA experience, because we have you both on the podcast, I do want to talk a little bit about both of your pasts. And I think you mentioned this earlier in your uh, in one of your responses, but uh, you guys both transferred to UCLA after not starting there initially. Uh, I know for you, Gabby, uh, you were at mm-hmm. Tyler College. For you, Ian, as you yes. mentioned, you were at Clemson. Uh, can you kind of both talk about that decision and going through the recruiting process and why ultimately you made the choice to transfer to UCLA? Um, yeah, so for me, I kind of had a different um, experience. So I was homeschooled in high school, and I did an online schooling program, and I went to a charter school that um, wasn't really for athletes. or didn't know how to like deal with athletes, I guess you could say. And so all of my credits and all of the courses that I took couldn't be transferred to a D1, D2, D3 school. Um, and I was trying to talk to UCLA, trying to see, you know, what I could do, if I could. I think there was at one point I was taking 11 classes at one time. I went to um, my local high school for half of my senior year at the end of it, which was the most awkwardest experience for me because everyone's trying to get out. Everyone has their clicks. I'm friends with all the freshmen, the sophomores. It was just, uh, yeah, I, I, that was kind of a bad experience for me, but, um, I decided to go to Tyler junior college because I heard they had a wonderful and competitive tennis program down there. Um, I think it was like the best junior college program in the nation. And, you know, I kind of wanted to venture out anyway. 
I was kind of tired of like living in California for a minute. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to use this opportunity, see what it's like. And, um, it was, uh, it was probably one of the more, the best like decisions I've made. Um, I was there for a year and a half. I only played for them for a year, took half of that year off so I could get three years at UCLA. But, um, that was an amazing experience for me. I think if I were to go to UCLA from jump, um, it would have been like a big culture shock for me. Um, since I was homeschooled in high school, um, I think it was a good decision. I learned a lot from Tyler and, um, you know, the coach kind of told me what to expect and I learned a lot from him. And, um, yeah, since I've already had that connection with UCLA before I went to Tyler and before I graduated high school, I think that helped as well. Yeah. And just, I, and, uh, just, I, I, I will follow up on that real quick, but for you, Ian, on that transfer process as well, being a little bit different, uh, just right. what, what was it like for you coming from Clemson, playing a year of D1 tennis and then making that switch to UCLA? Right. So when I went into Clemson, um, I was playing one, actually, I started playing one at Clemson. Um, and I had a pretty good freshman year. I think it was like fresh ACC freshman of the year. I had, I had a pretty good year. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I just felt that, hmm, let me be, <laughs> I just, you know, I just felt like I had more room to grow. And especially coming into a program as a freshman playing one, um, I, I feel like there was a little bit of a cap. And there's no worse feeling than kind of being stifled. And I think I felt that I was flatlining a bit and I wasn't really being pushed to be the best that I could be. So after that, I um, started looking at different programs that really had <clears throat> a history of having great players and producing great players um, and just a comp more competitive atmosphere, I guess. I wanted to be a part of a team that wasn't just striving to be competitive, but striving to win. Um, so I made that switch to UCLA um, and I was I've really, really enjoyed my experience here. It was a completely different atmosphere. The coaching was, I mean, the coaching at Clemson was great, but at UCLA, it's, 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 you just, you feel the history. You, you come onto the courts, you're in, you're playing in this beautiful stadium, um, state-of-the-art stadium. The facilities are great. You go into our team room and you see all these different championships on the wall, all these amazing people that have been here, the history, Arthur Ashe, all these different people that have come through this facility and you just you feel extremely extremely proud to be a Bruin um so I'm really glad that I transferred um and I got to experience two different types of college experiences at Clemson it was kind of this small college town vibe um and obviously UCLA is in LA so it's a completely different atmosphere so I'm glad that I got both experiences um but I'm definitely happy with my decision and for both of you having gone through what you did, is there any advice you would give to those going through the recruiting process now, things they should look at, you know, most carefully as they're making a choice about a college? Um, yeah, for me, I think I went to New York and I talked about this to, I think, one uh, one of the people that worked at USGA. One thing that um, I would reinforce is, like, in high school, all we know is tennis, you know? We don't really know anything about college or, like, what – courses to take or what school to go to and like some schools may not be available like financially to others and um just trying to be aware if it's like NCAA approved 
um because that's what hurt me the most i know there's a lot more people that's going through the same thing that i did and i wish i could just like get that message out or someone could get that message out like okay um laurel springs is good k-12 isn't or whatever else whatever you know the schooling may be so i think that's one thing um what about you i am my i would say honestly when you make the decision make it based on your future because i think a lot of people come in and they rush into decision based on okay well maybe like the maybe looks the, or, or, may, or for specific reasons maybe someone will come for specifically only the tennis or someone will come in specifically only for the education or someone will go specifically only for the location mm. and i made that mistake my first time but i think when you make your decision on where you want to go, you have to look at the complete package and what's going to be best for you and your future. Um, because you're, you're playing so much, you study so much, and then you need, want to have your outside life. If you're not happy, you're not going to enjoy any of it. So just really making sure it's the right choice for you and really do your research and don't jump into a decision because you may regret it in the end. I, I think that's really sound advice, but I have to ask the follow-up though. How great is UCLA's campus? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, stop it. Okay. Five miles away from Santa Monica, it's so convenient. Did you know that you, um, Legally Blonde was filmed at UCLA? Did you know that? <laughs> well, I am. I did not know that, but that's awesome. I believe it. Like, fun fact. <laughs> How good was that movie? But no, it's, I mean, you're within radius Beverly of the beach. Beverly Hills the, is like a across minute the street. away. And me and Ian, I mean, okay. I can vouch for myself. We're kind of bougie. So, <laughs> the location for us is a big, a nice little lifestyle. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and we live in this dream, and then we have to snap back to reality. But no, UCLA's campus is amazing. Only one thing what? that I can complain about UCLA. What? We don't have enough escalators or elevators oh, the because there's a lot of hills <laughs> and there's a lot of stairs. There is nothing like doing the treadmill test with Rance Brown than having to walk up the whole hill back up to your dorm room. You know, I okay, I have to be honest. I Uber class. <laughs> and I Uber back to my room. Yeah. And it's financially kind of taking a toll. Yeah. But it's um, necessary. Yeah. That's but everything thing. else everything else is great. It's the people are amazing here. You, when you when you walk outside of your dorm room and you look outside, it sounds cliche, but I mean, you Seven feel like you're ready. You, you feel like you're ready to take on the world. You just feel like there's so much opportunity there. You know, you don't, it's not some schools. You know, you're kind of just like in a kind of just going through the motions. When you go to UCLA, you know the people around you are elite. Whether it's education, whether I mean, I go I'm in class with some Olympic like the gymna- some mm-hmm. of the girls on gymnastics are Olympic medalists. You know. It's, it's just unbelievable. You don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know who you're talking to. Sometimes you could be talking to someone extremely, extremely influential, and you wouldn't even know, you know? So it's just amazing. I, I, I really, I'm really happy with the choice that I, of coming here. Yeah, same. And with that being said, for you both now looking back, uh, you've both played a prof- you know, professional tennis level event. You've both uh, had success in all of the places you've gone tennis-wise. Would you still recommend for any young player with pro aspirations to make the decision to go to college? If not for four years, then at least for one? Definitely. Yeah, I think so. Um, when I was younger, I was grateful enough to have the opportunity to turn pro at one point, but... I wanted to go to school because, you know, one, I was very young. Like, what if I had a major injury and I didn't have anything to fall back to? And 
going to a school and getting your degree, no one can take that away from you. No one can take your education away from you. So I think it's very important. Even if you don't go the full four years, you know, I think at least doing two years would help. Just say you even did it and just to experience what that's like. Yeah. And I would also say, I don't think people realize how much stress it is to be playing prof tennis professionally and the amount the toll that it takes on you i know i've talking i've talked to a lot of college players that have transitioned to the pros and they are talking about the different level of stress that they felt when they were playing pro tournaments while they were in school and then playing pro tournaments being finished school that's your it's your livelihood it's it's mm. your job um that's how you put food on the table that's there. that's yeah it's how you keep the lights on so I think the level of stress goes up. And for a young person, if you're not at the highest level of the, like there's one, being top 50 is one thing, but grinding through, you know, some futures week in, week out, it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of stress. And just even maturing as an individual to be able to handle that stress, I think is, that is very, is, um, that's what, one of the biggest things that college can provide, just like growing as a person to be able to, to deal with that stress a little bit better so that you don't have problems when you're older. And you talk about the mental aspects. I am curious as well uh, on the tennis side because I feel like that's one of the less heralded things is now we've seen so many players, the obvious ones, the Isners, the Johnsons, the Andersons, uh, mm -hmm. and you know those are the ones that always get named. You look obviously uh, littered throughout. Uh, there are so many college tennis players having successes. How do you think the both of you guys improved on you know from the tennis standpoint? Just how did your games develop during your time in college? I think the main thing, one thing about college, because the doubles point is so important, I think that the coaches spend a lot more time co coaching it and developing your doubles game. I think when you're playing ITF juniors and stuff, doubles is kind of just an add-on. You play doubles because you're already there, um, but you're not actually learning about how to play doubles. Um, so I would think, I, I mean, when I was playing ITF juniors, I was never doing any type of formation. It was just basically who could last longer in a cross court rally and now i think we've learned we have so much more experience with different formations different technique different ways to win a doubles point not just gr blasting ground strokes cross court um and i think that one that's one thing that college does provide is that expertise on doubles and i know like a lot of like stella our coach was a great doubles player she won i think a couple of national titles herself played on tour so she definitely has those tips and she's coached us all very well. I think UCLA has a pretty good doubles record from the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a lot of different coaches, especially before doubles has, I mean, if you can play doubles well in college, I think a lot of players that are good doubles players in college have done well in the pros. I know. And I think they like, do well in singles too. It help, definitely helps your singles game yeah. as well. Um, if you know how to play doubles, it'll definitely your touch, your feel, everything, yeah. So I think that's the main thing, just like how 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 we learn tennis. It's not just about singles anymore. You learn more aspects. You add more tools to your arsenal. Um, you play differently. It's it, it, you learn about how to slice. You learn how to roll balls. You know how to use different spins. It's not just you know bang bang tennis where you're on the top of the line hitting flat. You just you learn how to adapt, I think. And especially in college, you're playing so many different types of people. You have to adapt. If you play the same way all the time, I don't think you're going to do very well. So I think just being able to adapt and, and doubles, I think, is the main thing that I got from college. Yeah, I agree as well. Even though I've played a lot of, you know, like you said, like I've won a lot of tournaments in doubles as well. But still, 
just getting a different outlook, a different perspective of someone else. So like Stella Sampras, like I, that's amazing. And I've learned so much from her the past three years. And Rance and Rance and yeah, GC. Yeah. 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 And these past three years, I've learned so much. I've never done so many formations in my life. <laughs> I think. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it helps. So, yeah. And, you know, last serious question. You've been so kind with your time, but I do want to have a little bit fun of fun before we end. But uh, we've talked a little bit about the pro tour and for both of you guys now that college is in the rearview mirror. Is that the next plan for you guys to uh, test your luck out there? And just how do you view that transition as going? How will you uh, be working to make that happen? Um, I would say for sure, probably in the summer, going to try and play a little bit. Um, obviously, we're really trying to make this whole U.S. Open um wildcard work yeah, um definitely dictate what i'm going to be doing in right the summer definitely well. so we're going to look for that but you know i heard that they change also changed the itf rules um no more transition or tour. yeah do you have more information on that I would love to. I don't think anyone has any information on that. Yeah, I know they're – I think they're going back to the old system, expanding right. some of the qualifying draws, but it really still is in flux. Right. Okay. So I, I, when we were at the tournament, I think they were talking about it and how they might change it back to how it used to be and stuff like that. So, I mean, that, all, that would also change a lot of people's um, mentality towards being able to play pro after school. And, I mean, it definitely changes our mentality as well. Um so I think um, the future's bright, and the future's definitely bright for us, and we're just excited to move on to that next chapter. Yeah, well, we look forward to watching it. Well, then there is one more thing I will I want to do with you guys. I sent you a little bit of uh, questions beforehand because I want to play a little game with the two of you, but before we do that, we always like to take our uh, interviewees through a rapid-fire series of questions. Just give our listeners a little bit of a chance to know, a little, <laughs> learn a little bit more of you guys. So I'm going to throw some fun ones at your way and then whatever's on the top of your head, and even if it's not a rapid answer, uh, whatever you're thinking, let it fly. Okay. All right, so we'll start with this one. Favorite city in the world for both of you? Ooh, um, 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 rapid fire, rapid fire, Gabby, come on! Oh, we're choking, we're choking. <laughs> um, um, uh, I have to say Toronto. I have to say Toronto. Beverly Hills. That's not a... <laughs> yes, it is. What? Beverly Hills? Oh, okay. God. Okay. You got me nervous. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. This is the best rapid fire has ever gone. I'm all in on this. <laughs> I love it. All right. The go-to warm-up song. Oh, I was listening to um, 100 by Drake. 100? Yeah. Beyond, okay, her new uh, Netflix show or Homecoming, I have her whole playlist. That gets me going, for oh, sure. I have 100 live? by Drake. Oh, oh no, no, yeah, Beyonce yeah, yeah, yeah. live. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That's you got to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. Well, you mentioned Netflix. The Netflix show when it's not a championship run that you guys are both watching. <laughs> Ooh, there's too many. Um, the Office, Blacklist. The Office, the office yeah, doesn't yeah, count. coming out. I can't watch Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. is so good. It's too coming trippy, out June, fi- June 5, June 5, June Too 5. trippy. Black Mirror. Scandal, The Office, Blacklist, Prison Break was good. Um, um, <laughs> I've just watched something. What else? It's rapid fire. You can't be thinking okay, that well, long. Okay, okay next question. Mirror. All right, I like it. We'll go. Favorite tennis player? And you can't say each Ma- other. Male or female? Uh, it can be either. Bo- you can give both if you want. Male, I'm going to say Francis. He'd kill me if I didn't. <laughs> um, female, I am going to say. Hmm. Let's see. Um. Male. Wait, it's not me. 
I'm not your favorite tennis player. He no. said you can't pick the person. I thought you said, wait. Yeah, no. I, I did. To her credit, I did. Okay. Follow Fine. the rules, Gabby. Follow the rules. <laughs> um, female, male. Come on. Okay, yes. female, I would have to say... Okay. Okay, I can't do it. I don't know. Okay, I'm yeah, gonna say tennis, I, I'm, I'm gonna say Francis, and then I have a mixture between like Radwanska, obviously probably Serena. Um, I really like Jenny Brady's game. Actually, I have a couple. Oh, so. I love Radwanska's game. The drop shot, the two hand and forehand oh slice, God. just underappreciated. So, so underrated. Oh. oh, I have a female one. I, I don't know her name though. She's very crafty. Oh, the Shay Shay Sue. Two hands? Yes! Yeah. She is cool. She's been on the tour for a long yes. time. I, I love her. her. I watch her highlights all the time. She is so She's crafty. So and she doesn't care. No, she doesn't care. Yeah. At all. She doesn't um, care. I like Very her. good vibe. Good, very good vibe. And then probably, I'm going to say Sangha. I like Sangha. Okay. I like it. I mean, for the record, the follow the rules, is that how it goes? It's like I form and, you know, Gabby, you decide to go left instead of right. And it's, you know, <laughs> follow the rules. Like, what's, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, i'll take that as a no comment um all right let's... <laughs> no i'm just kidding all right we'll end with a sentimental one thing you will miss most about playing for the bruins oh, man. thing we'll miss most about playing for the bruins i'm, I'm gonna, gonna miss my team yeah. I've, I've never had like I've, I've never been on a team that long and it's just like I love each and every single one of those girls on my team. Oh, uh, how I'm sentimental. Like, I'm being serious, though. Like, <laughs> what am I, I mean, what am I going to play on a team like that again? Yeah, I would definitely say, like, the laughs with everyone. I mean, not even just the team, with the coaches. I think our coaches are so funny. The involved. That's cheating. Yeah, everyone is just, uh, I've enjoyed it so much. Everyone's just really laid back and cool, and the road trips are the best. It's just cracking up, and I think... I mean, in a couple of years, just looking back at all of my little snaps that I have of everybody. Of, <laughs> oh, my like, God. So many Snapchat stories on my phone. Yeah, it's just, I know, it's just been un incredible, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to hear. Well, then, the final thing I want to do with you, I sent you both a series of questions because I have a theory that when you're in a successful doubles partnership, it's much like a relationship. You know, there's a lot of fighting and loving one another, <laughs> a lot of, you know, touching one another with handshakes. Well, now, we all do it. We all have our thing. So with that being said, I want to play a little game with the two of you. I Again, I asked for answers from both of you. I want to see if the two of you can guess each other's answers. Sound good to you guys? Okay. Yeah. All right. With that being said, Westoff, give me some sort of game show sound effect, please. Yeah. With that being said, I have the feeling that Gabby serves first between the two of you. Um. No. Oh wow. <laughs> that's, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. I I usually serve first. All right. Yeah. Well, then, with that being said, can I ask you the first question, Cyan? Let's go. All right. Well, you know the six. We'll run through them all. And some of your guys' answers, by the way, were just incredible. Very happy with the, <laughs> with the results we have here. But with that being said, Cyan, the first question to you, uh, your partner's go-to serve is? Hmm. Gabby's go-to serve. Well, I'm going to say. And no cheating. I feel like I don't need to say that, but. No. no, no, no. Okay. My phone is like. <laughs> I'm gonna say, go to serve. I feel like, well, I don't know if you saw it, but 
in one of the matches, Gabby literally hit me in the head oh, because I called nice. sliced tea and Gabby decided to go on her own and go flat wide and popped me in the back of my head. So I'm going to go with anywhere she wants or, or like just anywhere. That's what I'm going to say. Just anywhere. Her favorite serve is just going anywhere she feels, wherever she tosses the ball. Yeah, I kind of do the opposite of what you say usually. <laughs> well, then we'll alternate, I guess, between you. For Gabby, what was Ian's answer? Um, let's see, with Diane, <laughs> it's usually in, if I give her signals, I give her signals before she serves, and she'll say no to all of them, so I just kind of give up and say, you know what, just do your own thing, but it would usually be middle of the court, 10 miles an hour, so I could get popped in the face, down the line. That's how it goes. I think that's her favorite. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, before I give the answer, because I've done this as well, does that signal ever turn into a middle finger? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just hold it there. I just say no, no, no. <laughs> oh, well, the reason this was my favorite uh, question is because you both gave the same answer. It was, drum roll, please, in the box. In the box? In the box? too funny yeah i love it well then for you guys uh, for you question number two uh we'll start again with Diane. she'll serve first the thing your partner gets most angry at you about hmm what don't i get angry about i know that's a tough one on the court this is on the court, right? Uh, uh, please keep it on the court. You could keep it off the court. So maybe we'll get into that later. I guess how long do you want to stay? Um, this can be a therapy session. <laughs> okay, on the court. She doesn't really get mad at me for a lot of things. She's pretty, um, she's pretty good with that. I think sometimes, I don't know if it's, I, don't, I, I really don't know. I, I think maybe sometimes she gets irritated with like, like like i'm always like jumping around and i'm always like like looking everywhere and just like 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 i don't know i'm just all over the place kind of like an energizer bunny and sometimes if i'm not like if she's not like energizer bunny with me i feel like she's not into the match so maybe she gets i don't know is it that she's irritated with like how like hyper i am maybe i don't know well again gabby real quick what did you answer to this question or not, not your answer, but what do you think the answer is for Ian? For Ian on hers, um, like this is for me, right? Yeah, sorry. So yeah, the flip um, side of this. Okay. Um, you're pretty spot on. That's what I'm we got in a fight because <laughs> I like to internalize what I'm feeling. Sometimes I don't really like express it. I'm not really like vocal about whether like. With Ian, she's more everything that comes to her mind. She's gonna tell me about it. Yeah. She's gonna say it. But for me, I'm kind of the opposite. Um, so I think, yeah, you get mad at me when I don't talk to you after yeah, I think every that's... point yeah. and have a full blown out conversation about yeah. what I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm happy to say we're two for two because again, no! <laughs> <laughs> same answer. Being too hyped up. That's what both of you gave me. So I'm, I'm you know. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. You guys have it. I think we're about to go three for three because this was probably the easy question. The player more likely to get the other team upset with you. 
Oh, that's Dude, me, hundred percent. Diane Broomfield. <laughs> I can't help it. That's not even you fair. The most. Okay, I can't help it because you know. <laughs> like if I was playing into you, I would get so many codes. Like, <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty annoyed. I'm just, I don't know. I just, I'm so competitive, and I just, I don't know. Like even when I'm playing in practice, it's just I don't think people like playing against me very often. I, just, I don't know. I guess I could work on that. Uh, no. Is that what it was? That, yeah, you guys, again, three for three. And for the record, I also called it the better trash talker. Are you definitely the better trash talker? <laughs> definitely. The trash talker? You don't really trash talk. I'm, I'm kind of I'm, annoying. I'm a trash Especially yeah. in practice. I do the most in talking. Yeah. Gabby's she more does of a trash the most with her, like, movement yeah, on my the court. Yeah. yeah, the way she handles herself. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, when it comes to talking... Like, I don't think she wants to smoke. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, <laughs> you can't handle it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, with that, then, let's move on to question four. Uh, this one, an interesting one. Who takes the deuce point return? Um, We have, we do this thing before every deuce point. We well, let me answer it first. Let me wait, what? answer my point. Did he ask you? Well, he asked, he's asking both of us. No, he's asking me what I think. Who- I'm pretty sure this was an open question. It's probably an open question. Are we fighting right now? No, 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 no. It's an open question because I had to replay it in my mind. Yeah, it's open question. Yeah, that's okay. my fault. That so, one's on me. Yeah. Blame that fight. I'm to, sorry. We, we used to do rock, paper, scissors. Oh, we still do rock, paper, scissors for everything, <laughs> now. Yeah, we used to do rock, paper, scissors, but then some... Well, usually we'll, if we're both playing kind of even, we'll do rock, paper, scissors, and it's just fate, and it always works. I don't think yeah. we ever lost a deuce point when we did rock, paper, scissors, no. but sometimes what... Like, I know in some of the matches, I was not returning well. And I know, I mean, I didn't even have to ask. I just pointed at Gabby. So <laughs> Same with me, too. Yeah. Whoever, we will look at each other for, like, two seconds. And we'll it's kind like of silent. read each other's yeah. mind. We're like, okay, I'm taking it, whatever. Yeah. Or I can't be taking it. Just by the look that we give each other for, like, the two seconds. Yeah. Well, we don't really have to discuss it. Again, yeah, we don't really talk about it. Four for yeah. four, because you guys said who's ever returning better on that given day. I don't <laughs> oh, like my it. God. Well done. Well, now... Now we have a little bit of fun. I think this might be where we slip you up on these last two. Number five, and I'm, I I think you guys gave me in your answers your favorite meal, so I'll get, I'll ask you to guess each other's. You know, Ian, what is Gabby's favorite off-court oh, meal? Easy. Oh, that's so easy. Everybody knows. It's oh, pickles. my God. <laughs> Gabby, cannot, Gabby has a thing with pickles. She cannot, like, not have a pickle. Like, she'll literally make our coaches go out at, like, 9 p.m. because she wants a pickle and has to get the specific, like, Clawson. Pickles. Lawson, please sponsor me for the amount of <laughs> jars and pickles that I have in my household. Like, the girl cannot play without her freaking pickles. <laughs> so that's pretty easy, that one. Yeah. Um, okay, so for you, I put fruit roll-ups. Yeah. That's a good one, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I, I have... I have a bad sweet tooth. No, every single time I go into this girl's car, I just see wrappers on wrappers <laughs> in the front Why seat. Why are you putting me on blast? Oh, it's true. I can't even get in the car without oh it falling out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For me, the answer is Reese's, so I see where you're coming from. It's a, it's a thing. Um, yeah, that five for five. I'm not going to dock you a point there. That was good. Uh, but question number six, and this is our last one. The favorite activity the two of you do together off of the court? Um, I, well, definitely either like shopping, getting our nails done, or what are we doing after this? We're going to go get, uh, uh, wait, we can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's something to do with getting our hair done, but I mean, as Gabby said, unfortunately, we're pretty bougie, so <laughs> we're going shopping and yeah. probably getting our hair done. Yeah. 
<laughs> when you look good, you play good. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, six for six. I don't know what to say. West off. Give them some sort of a round of applause, please. That was a yeah, flawless performance. Yeah, seriously, that was very. Imp- I, there's no way Keegan and Cressy do this well tomorrow. So no for chance. Sure. Oh, no. Yeah. Zero chance. Oh, what is Cressy? <laughs> I guess we'll save that for tomorrow. But seriously, to the both of you, uh, I and Gabby, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Congratulations on just an outstanding ending to just two awesome college tennis careers, and good luck to both of you. I uh, I hope you guys had fun tonight because this was a blast for me. <laughs> thank no, you thank so, you so much, much for having us. For having us. Definitely, so good. And yeah. good luck tomorrow with Keegan and Chris Cressy. It'll be fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll be have sh- a blast there too. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, I. Uh... Uh, it'll be a privilege for me to have that group chat of ours keep going. So I'll send you how they do on the uh, rapid fires. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank All you right. so much. Yeah, of course. Take care. <laughs>